0: Now he just sent me a memo. It says, a good sermon should have a good beginning, a good ending, and they should be as close together as possible. Thank you, Pastor George, for that. So we're going to try to keep it short. In fact, there's no scarier feeling in the world than if you think a preacher lost track of the time. So I'm going to be continuing today on Pastor George's, the series that Pastor George began last week on the armor of God. And so I'm going to go back to the scripture that he read. I'm going to read from Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And as I'm speaking, Alicia, she's going to be painting prophetically what God shows her about a picture of God's armor that you can come and see after the sermon. But what is that scripture saying? That we have a spiritual enemy. You know what that means? That your wife is not your enemy. Your boss is not your enemy. Your coworker is not your enemy. Your mother-in-law is not your enemy. Well, maybe your mother-in-law. I don't know about that. I hope my wife's not watching over the... But in other words, every Christian every day is in a battle. As Pastor George said last week, every day we got to take God's armor and put it on. Because I don't know about anyone else, but I'm battling every day. As long as we're in this world, Jesus said, we're going to be in a battle, but he didn't leave us unequipped. But he said, take the armor that I'm giving you and you're going to be victorious and nothing by any means can harm you and the enemy cannot defeat defeat you because you are more than a conqueror. So last week, Pastor George spoke about the first part of the armor, which was the breastplate. Now, the, the armor that's spoken about it was written by Paul while he was in prison and he noticed the Roman soldiers around him and he looked at the armor that they wore and that's what he was referring to. And every Roman soldier had a breastplate so that when they, fl- when they flung the spears, when they came at him with the sword, that their heart would be guarded. And last week, Pastor George Read the scripture, 2 Corinthians 5.21. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. See, I remembered, Pastor George, I looked this way this time. It just clicked on. What, what does that mean for us? It means when the accusations of the enemy come against you, when you begin to get these thoughts, I'm unworthy, I'm not good enough, I'm nobody, I'm a failure. You begin to enter, you put on that breastplate of righteousness that said, yes, you have failed, you have fallen short, but you have been made worthy. And the enemy can have no place in my heart. I'm not going to receive that shame anymore. I'm not receiving words of condemnation. You can speak anything you want against me. But I know who I am. And in my identity, I have been cleansed. I have been sanctified and set apart by God. See, that's the breastplate. It's not about what I've done, about how good I am, I fall short every day. Every day since I got saved. But because of who He is in me, I am beloved by the Lord. There is a loving Father. And I have that breastplate on. And it guards my heart against every attack of the enemy. But see, there's also another aspect of the breastplate. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, it says, Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. In other words, not only is it about the work that God has already done in me, But when I put on that breastplate, I have now a responsibility to guard my heart. i got to be careful who and what I let in. And do you know why? Because the enemy, who is the enemy? It's the devil and evil spirits that come and try to trip me up. It says that they come as an angel of light. As a wolf in sheep's clothing, see, I know already to be careful. If I see, if I see a, a big mugger coming down the street, ready for trouble, I know there's trouble ahead. I know the devil's out at work. I I know if somebody walks into church cursing, screaming, yelling at everyone, right away, I'm aware. I put my my guard up. You need to guard your heart because many times the enemy comes looking beautiful. Do you know that the Bible says when the devil was originally created, he was the most beautiful of all God's creatures? What does that mean? If you're single, the devil might not come to you as some guy cursing you out. But he might come to you as this great guy, and no, he doesn't go to church, but he'll tell you, I'm not like all those other guys. No, I'm not rich, I don't have Jesus, but you can trust me. You better guard your heart. Because the Bible says we're not to be unequally yoked. It means in our closest relationship, I want to be partnered with people who have the same Jesus in them that I have in me. If you're single, be careful who you give your heart to. If you're married, sometimes the devil will come as this wonderful woman at work who understands you better than your wife. And all of a sudden, you're on the phone. Little by little, you're giving your heart away. Guard your heart. Even in church, as I minister in different places, I have found something. Not everybody who walks through the door of a church is is who they want you to think they are. There are counterfeits, imposters, womanizers, false teachers, people who mess you up with their garbage prophetic words. I guard my heart even when I'm in a church ministry. I have a responsibility there's a place in my heart that God created only for Him and I'm not giving it away. Nothing in this world can come into that special place that He's created for me. I'm going to read another scripture, Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. And the peace of God... Will, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It says that the very peace of God is like a guard over my heart, over my emotions, over my affections. Now where does that how do I get that peace? Well, going back to the scripture I read before in Ephesians chapter six. It says, take the shoes of the gospel of peace and put them on as you walk. So I want to talk about those shoes right now. Well, these are some special kicks right here. You see, the the Roman soldiers, they wore special shoes for the battle. You see, the typical Roman soldier, they, they wore leather sandals that had pieces of metal or bone right inside the sole so that they could have traction the roman sandal had nails on the bottom so that it could grip the ground slowly so firmly so that they wouldn't slip and that's the good news about the gospel of peace Because you've got Jesus in your heart, the peace of God keeps you standing firm, standing upright, standing tall. You see, back in in the Roman days, battles and wars could be won or lost because of the shoes. And part of the reason that the Roman soldiers were able to conquer the world was because they could march many miles over rough terrain. You see, if a soldier wounded his foot, he was finished; he couldn't go on. So the enemies they would take sharp pieces of wood and stone and hide it in the ground to inflict injury in their feet. Those were the first century landmines. Now, why do we need that piece? Well, I'm going I'm, I'm to give you two reasons. Why, we we need to put on those shoes of the gospel of peace. So I'm going to go back to Ephesians 6, verse 13. It says, Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. You see, we need to stand firm against the attacks of the enemy. The soldier, again, he had to have firm shoes so that he could get a grip in the ground so when the enemy came against him, he will not be pushed back. King David, he said, I will not be moved. In other words, God has blessed me. He's given me a family. He's put me in a position, and God has placed me here, and I refuse to be moved. And that's the stance that we need to take. I refuse to back off the place God's given me if there's sickness, if I'm not feeling it today. If things are going on around me, if everything's breaking loose crazy, I've decided the enemy can't push me out of the place God's got for me. I've walked too many miles to give it up now. There's too many miles behind me. Walk through hot, burning deserts. I'm not going to give in to the enemy. I don't care how I feel. I'm not going to be ruled by my emotions, but by the gospel of peace. The peace of God, it overwhelms me. And it gives me the ability to stand when I'm not feeling it. I don't feel like it today. I don't care if I made a commitment, if I got a responsibility. I'm not going to be moved by my feelings. You got to get those shoes on because it will you can dig in. And the enemy can't push you out of place. I want to continue speaking about King David in Psalm 42, verse 5. These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the Mighty One with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. What was he saying? He said, I remember when I used to love to worship God. I used to come to church, and I praised him, and I danced, and I was joyful. But now I'm going through hard times. And he felt like he was losing the joy. All of a sudden, he couldn't focus on God anymore. So he spoke to his own soul. And he said, soul, put your trust in God. What was he saying? No matter what goes on around me, I'm not going to just float with the waves. I'm not going to let the enemy steal my joy, my worship. It doesn't matter what I'm going through. Did you know that you could speak to your own soul, which is your own emotions and your mind, and you take authority? If you feel like everything in life is slipping away from you, you don't feel like worshiping like you used to. You used to love to read the Word, and now it's like a chore. You need to come back and plant your feet, and you say, soul? My mind, my, my, my emotions, I'm not giving in. I'm not submitting to, to the enemy, to the things around me, and I'm going to worship him. I'm putting my focus back on him. I'm putting those shoes of peace back on. I, I want to read a quote. The Apostle Paul introduces the shoes that you need when the battle gets, gets hot, when the enemy is ready to throw everything at you he has. These shoes are the difference between victory and defeat, giving up ground or holding your ground. See, in Psalm 56, David said to the Lord, You have keep kept my feet from, fa- from falling. In Psalm 66, David said, that God will not allow our feet to be moved. That's all what God's calling you to do, and to take a stand. Maybe you're too weak to fight. Maybe you feel overwhelmed. Maybe you're beat down. He's saying, just stand, and God will do the rest. He's going to fight for you. Why? Because you got the shoes of peace. What does the shoes of the gospel of peace mean? It means that there's nothing between God and me. My sin is gone and now God is on my side and I'm able to stand whatever you want to throw at me. I'm not giving up. In 2 Samuel chapter 23, it talks about David He had some mighty men, mighty warriors who he raised up. And one of them was named Eliezer. And there was a battle that happened and it said all the other soldiers around him ran away. Ever happened to you? That just when you need people, all of a sudden they all disappeared on you? the ones that said, don't worry, I'll stick with you no matter what. Now they don't answer your phone call. Well, all of a sudden everyone else abandoned him and it said, Eliezer, he stood his ground and he held up the sword and it said that his arms clung to the sword. He fought so much that his, his hands were frozen to the sword. What is the sword? It's God's Promise, his word, and he won the victory all by himself that day. All it takes is God plus one if you'll decide to take your stand. (laughs) Then there was another man named Shama, and the same thing happened to him. He was in the middle of his bean field, they were growing these lentil beans. And the enemy came, here come the Philistines, and all his friends got up and they took off. And it says that Shammah, he took his stand in the middle of the bean field and all by himself with the Holy Spirit, he destroyed the whole Philistine army. Now, why, why would he risk everything for a measly old lentil bean stand? Maybe it doesn't make sense to you. But God gave him that lentil bean field. And maybe that doesn't seem like much to you. But God put it in his hand and he said, I'm going to stand on what God's given me. Devil, you can't have it. Even in my own ministry. I do a lot of ministry outside the church. And one pastor was asking me, well, what do you do in the ministry? I said, well, I have some things. I go to New Jersey. Sometimes I go to different churches. He said, that's it? New Jersey? What? Well, maybe that doesn't sound like nothing to him. And maybe it's nothing to you. But God gave me that ministry, and I'm going to stand in it till the end. Nobody's going to knock me off the place that God's given it to me. I don't care how small it is. God has given you a marriage. He's given you a family. Just because the enemy's coming against you, you don't just back off. You don't give up on your kids, on your home, on your marriage, on the job God's given you. I've seen so many people, God gives them a great job and they have problems with coworkers. Oh, that's it, I'm ready to go. And they'll give up the blessings of God. Don't give in to some jerk. You take your stand and you watch them walk walk. <laughs> that's how you battle. Battling isn't about fighting. Battling is every day I'm going back into my marriage. If it seems like hell, I'm going to keep standing. I'm going to keep being here until God turns the tide. I'm going to go back to that job. When I see nothing, I'm going to stand in my ministry. That's what you call battling. I take a stand. You see, I am, I, you gain confidence that in God that you can withstand any challenge, not because of your own ability, because of, because of who he is, but you have to be confident in your relationship with him, in his love for you, in his commitment to fight for you as his child. Because I am at peace with God, I know that his promises are for me. And those promises, they give me strength when I'm going through the battle. I remember what I read in the Bible. That when God says, I am the God who healeth thee, when he says, I am Jehovah Jireh, your provider, you you've got to know your Bible. That's not something you do just because it's a good thing to do. I get in that Bible every day. I need it. If I don't know God's words, when things start happening around me, I'm lost. I stand and I proclaim the Word of God over my life. So the shoes of the gospel of peace, they give you stability. But see... They also give you mobility because the Roman soldiers, they'd go for miles. They didn't have tanks and airplanes back then. They had to walk miles at a time. So they had the thick soles, the leather soles that they could go through very difficult terrain that when the traps of the enemy were laid, they could stomp right on it. You see, there's a time to take a stand, and there's a time that we're moving forward in the Lord. Just as as Bert and Alice, all the years that they did the rap fest, they weren't content just to sit in the church and praise God. They said, let's take the praise, let's take the Spirit of God, let's go out there in the middle of the drug dealers In the the middle of the criminals, in the middle of the sinners, we're going to take the gospel, we're going to go right in where the enemy is, and we're going to declare the love of God. And many times through the years, they've said that things have come against them, they've been discouraged. Why didn't they give up? Because they had the shoes of peace that caused them, they, they were confident in their mission, in the love of God. And through the years, much fruit was gained through that ministry. And every one of you has a destiny. You all have a calling. Some of you it's to preach. Some of you it's to build a business. Some of you it's to transform the board of education. For some of you, it's to change the music industry. You're all called to take heaven and release it on earth. Every single one of you, where, wherever you are. The Bible says wherever you step, you're taking ground. Don't let the enemy knock you off course. Don't let people discourage you. You've got these shoes. You've got the peace of God. And wherever God sends you, you keep walking. You keep going until you've fulfilled everything that God has for you. I, I don't want to get to heaven one day and, God, and hear God tell me, well, there's a lot of things I wanted you to do, but you were discouraged. I, I want, I'm living on this earth. To fulfill everything that God has for me and to receive the joy that He has set up for me. I want everything He's got and I'm not giving up. I don't care what I got to walk through, I got to walk through the pain, the difficulty, just get real today. Don't let the enemy stop you. If, God pro- if you're single and God promised you a husband, you don't just give up and say men are all jerks. You say, no, I'm going to keep believing. I'm going to still believe for the ministry God promised me, for the financial breakthrough. I'm going to keep walking. I'm going to keep going. Why? Because I got these shoes of peace. You see, that's why you gotta put on the armor every day. Sometimes it just takes one day and you're not aware. One day when you choose not to get guard your heart, and all of a sudden you meet this wonderful woman who ruined your life. All it takes sometimes is ninety seconds to make a decision that will put you back 30 years. I, I wasted too many years at my age. I'm deciding. I'm not having any more regrets. I'm guarding my heart. I'm not giving in. So I'm, I'm going to ask um, for Lee to come and also those from the worship team that um, Ephron has set up. And here's how I want to close. I'm going to ask everyone to stand right now. And we're not going to have the prayer team today. I want to do it differently. We're going to release the worship team to minister. So if you're saying today... I've been through a battle and I want to put on these shoes. I I need the peace of God. I'm just going to ask you just to come and stand with me and the worship team is just going to begin to release the peace of God over you. You're saying today, God, I need that peace in my heart. I'm going through a difficult time today. Just going to wait a few more seconds. I believe there's a few more of you. See, I'm willing to be honest. I'm not putting on no more shows for anyone. If I need prayer, if I need God, I'm going to let you know about it. I'm not ashamed to say I don't have it all together. So I'm going to ask, Lee is going to start, and just they're just going to sing and release the peace of, of God over you. But I'm going to ask you, instead of being up here, if you could just go down among the people and, and just begin first, Lee, and then Ephraim will take it from there. We're not going to sing songs we know, but God is going to give them songs in the Spirit over you that is going to bring breakthrough over your life. So Lee is going to start out
1: This is